Hello, my inflatable dartboards. A Sparky, aka an electrician, once said to me, on him making a mistake that he had previously blamed on me, my mistake, your fault. If I had to choose only one ear to be in, it would be the left. But for balance, I am proud to say, I am now in both. You get the full experience and not just the tip. Sorry about that, babes. This seems a great opportunity to do some more GOLA self-help. In the past, I would have considered myself somewhat of a perfectionist. It's just I was very rubbish at being a perfectionist. When Jane, an avid listener of the podcast, kindly messaged me with, or maybe not with, You're only in one of my earbuds and it's very disorientating, you dick. My little heart sank at first, but it's because I have invested in this podcast and I want it to be, inverted commas, right. I just did the... uh inverted commas gesture then which was as pointless as an inflatable dartboard 
item, which wouldn't be pointless if it had darts thrown on it, causing it to deflate. Around the 2008-ish mark, I read something in a book that I can't remember the title of, and in researching this quote several times since, I can't find anywhere. Was I the author of this book in a dream? The saying goes, it's better to have a go at something and do it poorly than forever stand around watching other people do things to perfection. This As we are on a podcast of mistakes and whatnot, I thought I'd leave that little bit in. That was the sound of the very foreign object, which is the vacuum cleaner falling over behind me. This saying really struck a chord with me. After watching many bands play gigs and myself stand in admiration, I joined a band in 2008. My little teacup of a friend, Kevin, couldn't believe I hadn't already been in a band due to my knowledge of music, and he wanted to get back into being in a band himself. One night out, after a few scoops of Carlin Black Label, and after watching another friend's band, I confidently drunk declared to him, I could start a band tomorrow for you. No probs like, I know exactly why I'd be in it. And they are all currently free from any musical projects themselves. Okay, uh, it was something to that effect. At that point, I hadn't put myself in that number. After what felt like non-stop texting of me, relentlessly, daily, possibly on a Nokia 3310, it wasn't, with the simple text of buy a bass... Nothing else to this message, by the way. Just that. Didn't even ask how I was or anything. He had felt that if I were to be creating this band, I should be in it. With his harassment and the it's better to have a go saying, I did exactly that and set about recruiting for our up until a few weeks ago pie in the sky band. The Pie in the Sky band wasn't our name, thankfully. No offence if that is your band's name, because there is 100% a band out there called that, without me even needing to look it up. Because it is a well-known fact that every single band name has now already been taken. This was the first time that I had properly put this saying into practice. At the first band practice, my bass amp hadn't even arrived yet, that I had ordered online. I had to gently play what to some could be considered heavy rock and roll through a guitar amp borrowed from someone I did not know with the main instruction from our guitarist under any circumstances, do not blow the amp's speaker. I stood with the two other musicians and Kevin all who had previously played solo or had been in bands before strumming my root notes with as much vigour 
and passion I could muster. I could play a few guitar, a few guitar chords before this, and I owned a bass aged 15, but that had only gathered dust in the corner of my teenage kick's bedroom. In less than a year, we played our first gig. I metaphorically shit myself that night, playing on that one inch high stage, uh, just a bit of carpet it was if I remember it rightly, and I was still dealing with some anxiety issues of which I will go into on a later date. But I did it, and guess what? It went alright. Probably because I didn't drink alcohol for that first gig. After that gig, I played an eight-string bass. We were together for a total of four years, recorded a few EPs, and ended up playing a hundred plus gigs. For the most part, it was a lot of fun, until one member did an Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses on us. But without any of the fame or notoriety, that may have contributed to send Axel that way over the years. This member, it turned out, was an alcoholic, of which he or the rest of us didn't know or fully understand at the time. I am happy to say he now has that under control. I would like to thank these three idiots for some of the best memories I am in ownership of. A reason some adults do not draw or paint is because they believe they can't create the image they have in their mind. This image may have come from years of looking at drawings and paintings. I say this because the child does not have such restrictions when creating. Could you be not doing something currently, in fear of it not being to the standard you believe it should or could be? Where have these standards come from? How are they currently serving you? Follow the way of the Gang of Lars, and you too could be strumming your instrument in public to a crowd of four people. Three of them being the bar staff. I have an option here to go back and re-record. After all, we are only two, pod, uh, two podcast episodes in. And it was a simple fix to put the error right. But I am not going to do that. This is a journey, a process if you will, and mistakes will be made along the way. The first two episodes act as markers for you to all have a go at something that you have been putting off and know that it may not be done perfectly or even that that most would not expect that of you anyway. Do not get in the way of yourself. I am going to repackage the first two episodes as exclusive limited edition left ear only episodes 
So there you have it. Your second piece of Gola self-help. Which I've been thinking about renaming as Poundland Philosophy or Poundland Psychology. Let's do a, a quick bit of admin just to get it out of the way because admin is so much fun. But first, a poem from my personal poem vaults. I got a gazillion of them, so I'm going to start picking them out at random and reading them to you. This one is called A Little Piece of Heaven by Louis Valander. Where did I leave my happiness? My little piece of happiness. Why didn't I attach one of those whistly things to it? You know, that you add to keys to find them. Where did I leave my happiness? Is it in the messy drawer? Nope, not in here. But I did wonder where that Chinese menu went. But that's only my temporary happiness. Where did I leave my happiness? In the cupboard? Under the stairs, maybe? There used to be a light bulb in here. Of that, I am sure. But the bulb has seemingly blown. God, it's dark in here. God, it's really dark in here. I found a little piece of heaven once, but I'm starting to think I threw it away. The Patreon, or Patreon, or ever, or however the hell you say it, for this podcast is www.patreon.com forward slash Louis That's patreon.com forward slash L-O-U-I-E G-O-L-A-S For as little as a 2024 Freddo or 88 packs of Garbage Pail Kids stickers in 1988 and the gum that gum was wrote wasn't it 80s kids you could become a member of the Gang of Lars Supporters Club This podcast is free to all and in becoming a Patreon there are no extra benefits but what it does is it enables me to keep making it I like to think of it like you are paying £2.50 for yourself to listen and paying £2.50 for someone else to listen who currently can't contribute to the Patreon at the moment. Oh, we didn't have a joke at the start. This episode could be said to not be in complete balance. But do not fret, I haven't forgotten. There are two muffins baking in the oven. One muffin says to the other, Phew! Is he getting hot in here? Or is it just me? And the other muffin says, Ah! A talking muffin! Let's do a collective shimmy back to the beginning, where, in my first ever podcast introduction, all those two weeks ago, I announced, Hello, my wonky veg. So far, we have had Wonky Veg, Trigger's Broom, and an inflatable dartboard as intros. All perfectly imperfect items. May I put this to you? We are all wonky vegetables, and all vegetables are a bit wonky. 
Why are we trying to become supermarket quality pink lady apples and shining up our skins? The equivalent of a social media filter. What's wrong with supporting the odd bruise here and there? If you look at the colours of a bruise, they are quite beautiful. What's wrong with having a wonky bottom? Or a bent end? Hold up. What's wrong with being normal? Isn't it fascinating that supermarkets are now selling normal produce back to us as being wonky, when it was them that unwonked it all in the first place? The produce of your supermarket is full of natural products, right? We can't be making an argument it isn't, right? Right? Well, it's not natural in the UK to eat strawberries in December. Strawberries that are grown locally and in their season of the summertime, that season of course being natural, are more nutritional, more nutritional and more tasty. We aren't even going to go into the air miles and therefore the carbon footprint in this planet of goodness. But the minute produce is plucked from the ground, it, become, it begins its decline in quality. So shorter travel times equal higher nutrition. Also, there is a trail of thought that we should not only be eating to the season that surrounds us, but to the land that surrounds us too, in order to keep in balance with our environment and nature. It also means we keep our nutrition in rotation, eating a varied diet that mimics the seasons, e.g. hardy veg for the hard winter. There's a real absurdity in tucking into perfect mango chunks packed in your little plastic receptacle grown in Peru in the month of February. Now, let's not get or Nigel Farage on this subject. I don't want it to become a case of racist vegetables. The UK parsnip, with a proud to be British sticker, telling a South American sweet potato to fuck off back where it came from. It's just a consideration to eat locally and more seasonal, I guess. It wasn't that long ago in all our timelines that this was the only thing we could do. We were eating to the season and to the weather conditions. It allows the environment to cycle through its natural resources and seasons like it would without so much human intervention. When fruits and vegetables are grown during their natural time frame, they will grow and they will thrive, which actually means that they don't need as many harmful additives added to them to keep away disease. Keeping uh, to the Earth's seasonal growing routine also helps create sustainable eating patterns. 
all apples you buy from the supermarket have been re-waxed due to the natural waxes of the apple being removed in the mass washing process after picking. They use shellac wax, which is the crushed up bugs wax of choice. There are no health implications to this. I'm stating it because the process is unnatural. The wax is re-added because if it wasn't, the apples would shrink and perish and have a very short shelf life. And that if you went to a local pick your own or a farm shop, this process would not be needed to be used. It is estimated that over 100 billion bananas are consumed each year. I found that fact from the Banana Police website. The bananas we eat from the supermarket are a natural product though, right? Well, kinda. The bananas we so love today are not the OG banana. The bananas we eat today are the result of human selection from two wild banana species. So that means that bananas can be said to be clones and all have the same genetic code. Despite their phallic shape, bananas make terrible lovemakers. The poor banana can't reproduce sexually because it does not have flowers. Instead, they reproduce through a process called vegetative propagation. This means that new plants are grown from cuttings of the parent plant. The Cavendish banana is the banana of choice for supermarkets. The reason bananas are genetically modified by humans is that they are very susceptible to disease that can wipe out a whole variety very quickly. That's what happened to the Grant Mitchell variety. Oh no, 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 wait, no. The Grow Mitchell variety, uh, which is also known as the Big Mike, which was a predecessor to the Cavendish. Panama disease, a fungus that infects entire plantations and can cause a global banana trade collapse, quickly struck down the world's entire grow Michael plantations. The banana industry had to rapidly adopt a Cavendish banana variety that was more resistant to the Panama disease. There are fears now that the Cavendish could now go the same way and be wiped out with Panama disease, as it may not be as resistant as first thought. We may return to our wonky veg in the next few coming weeks. But I thought we'd have a few banana facts that I have written down on my phone. I didn't know this was going to uh, be turning into a banana special. But here we go. Uh, So this is top 10 banana facts that you didn't know you needed to know or that you don't really need to know. The name banana is derived from the Arab word for finger. A cluster of bananas is called a hand. Bananas grow on high herbs and not trees or plants as most people believe. Got that? Bananas grow on a herb. 
Botanically, a banana is a berry, but botanically, a strawberry isn't a berry. To be a berry, you must wear your seeds on the inside. Bananas are naturally slightly radioactive. Humans share 50% of the DNA of a banana. Humans are 60% water, with the banana weighing in at 75% water. If a human is allergic to bananas, or even avocados uh, and chestnuts, they have an increased risk of being allergic to latex. Research estimates that around half of those allergic to latex are allergic to bananas. This is due to the proteins within the banana. On April 24, 2016, Andrew Lawrence from the UK ran 2 hours, 47 minutes and 41 seconds in a banana costume during the London Marathon to secure the fastest time to run a marathon whilst wearing a fruit costume. A monkey peels a banana upside down compared to our method which is pinching the top and splitting the skin before peeling it down to reveal the fruit. The reason the monkey does this is it's easier and a less damaging method of peeling a banana. Uh, evolution. But we are talking about bananas. So, banana flavouring is based more on the grow Mitchell variety of banana, which was sweeter and creamier, and is why none of us think banana flavouring tastes like the Cavendish banana. So, after the vital feedback of the audio balance of this here podcast and because we are now a few episodes in I thought I would read out some of the feedback and reviews you stunning lads have been sending me for balance I have mashed up the positive and the negative feedback into one gigantic review that goes a little like this Good stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing more. Will you get off that laptop and look after our only child? I smiled throughout, listening to your wacky references and somewhat gaga way of thinking. Yet I also felt pacified by the soothing music. Innovative, brilliant and bonkers. Have you peeled them spuds like I asked you to? This podcast is taking over our lives. A definite eargasm. But I have to say, I have never had my undercarriage tickled by a frozen food product. What am I doing wrong? I can't wait for the next. Larry! Larry! She's got her fingers in the toaster again. I thought you were looking after her. Will you get your head? from out of the
Ew. I had to la 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 over the penis parts. That was from my sister, that one. Where's Frida, Louis? Seriously, I left her with you. Where's she gone? I laughed out loud. I sent it to some friends. One has already listened and said he's never heard anything like it. I couldn't stop listening. I think you could try stand-up comedy. If I wanted the intellectual challenge of trying to navigate your thoughts through endless digression, I'll try and read Dostoevsky whilst listening to your university challenge on Della. That said, I loved it. Keep up the good work. This podcast is going to have to go. I mean it. Louis Penis Update News. Searching nightmare, it's so hard to be. Bum, bum. I want the feeling of my curling feet. Searching withdrawal, so hard to kick. Bum, bum. Trying to slap life into my limp dick. Bum, bum, bum. I'm gonna hold it, gonna hold it so tight. Let's not make this another fight. Alright, that's uh, Sertraline Kicks by The Undercarriages. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I'm done a dun dum dumping because uh, I don't want to be flagged up for some copyright infringement, so I've gone for the Lidl and Audi model of just copying it just enough that I don't get flagged up. So, uh, thank you, Gang Lars. Thank you for all your feedback. Thank you for listening. I've got to do all that uh, liking and five-starring and subscribing and downloading shit. So, if you could do all that, that would be great. Okay, that's enough with the boop doop doop in because I'm uh, actually starting to annoy myself with it. So, remember the message of this podcast, which is, you know, get out there and do do the things you've been putting off. You don't have to do them perfectly. You don't even have to do them right. You just have to do them. Definitely a case of don't get in the way of yourself. There's got to be something you've been putting off. You know, something could be something creative or it could be, you know, getting into cooking, getting into garden, getting into uh, crafting. Crafting's very creative. Doing a bit of art, music, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, allow yourself the time to do it. Another thing, a lot of people go, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. Well, I haven't got time at the moment. I've never been so busy with looking after the little one and stuff, but if you know if something like this podcast is very important to me now so you will make time if it's important to you you know maybe just a smidge less telly just a smidge and you can do like just a a little something something no i'm not gonna tell you how to live your lives these are just suggestions and uh yeah remember we're all we're all wonky veg we're all a little bit wonky 
so that's okay and we've established that being wonky is actually being normal and to make mistakes is normal because making mistakes is called being human so don't worry about making those mistakes just you know get on and do it and enjoy the process but we will get into that a lot deeper about the process because there's a lot of uh, interesting things to be said about the process of something but uh, I thought I would leave the greatest review of the podcast thus far to the end and it was from my dear mother do you remember in episode 2 we had a little bit of a disagreement well my mother brought me a card with a fried egg complete with googly eyes on the front that reads well done excellent job on the inside it reads you're amazing not even yoking Louie Louie oh, oh me gotta go